So I have started recording and I am going to add Alan. Hey. Hey, Alan. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good to hear you. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's super early there. What are you doing awake? What do you mean? Um, yeah, I mean, but that's my schedule. Like, it's hard. I'm my schedule. You, what? Are you? Have you just woken up for the day, or are you still awake from the day before? I'm still awake from the day before. Ah, oh, you are hardcore. <laughs> what What time is it? The it's gonna um, be five fifteen. Five in the. Oh wow. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so just to tell you guys, like my my work schedule now. Tomorrow I will be working in a bar from 7 p.m. to like 3 a.m. Ah, okay. Right, like that's I'm gonna do that again on Friday from 5 p.m. to 3 a.m. Oh wow. I'm used. I'm in a very late night schedule right now. Yeah. Do you like that? I love it. That's cool. Really? Oh, that's good. That so suits my like natural sleep rhythms. Nice. It's allowing me to kind of like have that recharge time that I I want to talk to you guys about. He, I'm just really excited. As uh, I got a message from you that you actually put some more. You know, I don't mean that like in a shitty way. I mean that <laughs> the question of like, right? You're always feeling like, is this is this a thing? Is it not a thing? That lingering doubt. I think in all of this and just knowing yeah. your. I just have like this on and off again schedule like uh yeah. like when i when i'm when i'm working I, I don't really get much time at all and then uh then i've got this huge break now how long april. does your break last it goes from the end of uh, january to april that's awesome <laughs> yeah, that's so wait, so, oh, so that's that's the uh that's the japanese uh university school year that's the, oh, the break okay. between okay which is I'm, I'm really glad i don't have to do that now because uh i'd have to be on the uh have to be on the trains, which is <laughs> just a vector of virus probably at the moment. <laughs> mm. Oh what right. Are, what are your sort of senses of that from where you're at? I, I have no idea. Like it just you, you guys heard about that cruise ship. Vaguely. What happened with the cruise ship? There was a cruise ship. So there's a cruise line that goes from Yokohama. Yokohama is a huge port, always was. Right. Um right. but there was a cruise. There's a cruise that goes from Yokohama down through Okinawa. I think it's and eventually da- it goes down to Hong Kong. Um, so there's a guy from Hong Kong who went in, uh, got the got the um, the boat in Yokohama. Then he came down with symptoms when he was in Hong when he got back to Hong Kong. Like and then the cruise makes a round trip. So coming back to Japan. Um, they quarantined them before they got into uh, Yokohama, before they let anybody ashore. And so there's like, there's 3,700 people on board, including all the passengers and the the crew. And uh, they've done tests on them now. It was like a couple of days ago, they've only tested about 273 people. And of those 31 uh of the results came back and then of those 10 were positive for the virus oh shit and then today uh they've got results back from 100 um including those uh those 30 
and now 20 people. So the odds, they're better today than they were yesterday, but they're still like, that's a fifth of all the people. <laughs> so, so Jesus. That, and so the, the people on that boat are going to have to stay out there for at least two weeks. Jesus. Kind of, kind of drifting around. Yeah. They're just going to like airlift them some supplies and stuff and... I guess they could, they could, they've got ferries they can just lift it up onto, onto deck sure. or whatever. But, I guess uh, it could be worse. It's not like, I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a vessel that's designed for hospitality. Right, it's a hotel. It's a floating hotel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, except there, except it sounds like they're just basically confined to their cabins. Like, oh, no, man. who's going to walk, want to walk around? When it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you don't know who has, who's got the virus and who doesn't, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. This whole thing is is really weird, you know. Like, have, um, have you guys been looking into the the stats and things? Vaguely, I I heard, um, and I don't know if there's any truth to it, but I did hear that like some some viral video of a of a nurse um, in Wuhan that is like a whistle who's like a whistleblower, or there's there's like several nurses who are whistleblowers saying that the Chinese government is fudging the statistics and it's actually a lot higher. And instead of like a few thousand people, it's like over 90,000 people. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Well, there's, there's one set of results coming from Taiwan. I like, I don't know how accurate any of this is, but it's like, uh, they said up to 24,000 dead, you know? Yeah. Wow. Um, but, like who knows? It's the weird thing is from this like just going by the official statistics, like most of the people, the the super mass majority of the people who are infected or have died already are are still from Wuhan. Uh huh. Like, like the uh, the other deaths and the other infections in China, they're they're not that much more than they are outside of uh, China. Well, they are, you know, comparatively, but it's like, again, like the mass majority of, of, uh, of cases come from, still come from Wuhan. So it's like, why is it, is it because it just was out of control for, for that much longer and they didn't know what was happening and, or, or did something else happen? Like it, the whole nature okay. of the virus Can is Can I ask you strange. a question? Can I ask you a question? Like I, I don't. Do, is it something that you actually find concerning? Because I, all my instinctual radar is totally my guard is down. How do you um, mean? Meaning, Sorry. like of all the shit that I could worry about in the world, the coronavirus is not on my list. And I mean, yeah. and I, I mean that is like a. It, are you seeing something that I'm not like? If, is it a, is it something you're taking very seriously? Is I guess my question. Well, it's just it's. I think it's just a case of proximity, you know. In the sure. Cases, sure. you know, like it depends up to, uh, up to forty five cases. Whereas wow, the, there's the two states, cases I've heard of in the UK. Yeah, the states I think has eleven or so. You know. Um, in, in different places, like Japan's a lot more concentrated in a couple of centers. Um, the other thing about Japan is that it just, um, it was just Chinese New Year, and so China, uh, um, heaps of um, Chinese tourists that come to Japan, uh, 
and uh, it's it's like the the second biggest um, favored uh, uh, most favored destination for people in Wuhan is to come to China. Tha- uh, Thailand is is first, and then and then uh, and then uh, sorry to come to Japan. So there, there's tons of people that come here from 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 China and, and from Wuhan too. So it's like, uh, yeah, people here are concerned. It's not it's not to the point of panic or anything like that. But you can you can go around you can go around the streets and you can see a lot of people wearing masks. Um, there's a part of me that like looks at it and like that's fucking terrifying. But I've seen so many terrifying scenarios like that. Like we've with different you know oh is it bird flu is it different things h1n1 i've sort of seen different like scares like this come and go and i don't don't know if it's a like a what do you call that like a boy cried wolf or the you know type thing is if i'm desensitized to that panic yeah no i know i know what you mean too like even stuff like uh like fukushima like yeah. Um, when when that hit, it was yeah. People thought it was catastrophic, going to be catastrophic, but it's just continued on. Like it's still there's still big problems. Like they're they're about to uh, dump a whole bunch of um, waste into wastewater into the ocean to dispose of it, and so that it's still bubbling on. But it it it, it didn't it didn't turn into this uh, human extinction crisis or something that people were, were saying it would you know and even even things like you remember when the uh there's that huge oil um rupture in the uh the gulf of mexico um, oh yeah bp oil spill that's right oh yeah BP oil spill and people were so concerned about that that it would just keep gushing out and uh eventually kill off all life in the oceans <laughs> you know um And that's not to say these are not like catastrophic events, but they're not like they're not not apocalyptic. And that's a distinction that like I think I again, I don't want to just like totally let my guard down and be unaware. But I I do feel like we live in a moment that is so primed for the apocalypse at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. And almost like wanting it. Like <laughs> Oh, there's tons of like Yeah, do Well there are certainly interests in place that, that that love to stoke the 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 flame of fear, you know. Oh, I mean, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And definitely. they're they're just yeah. eating that up. So uh, while you're talking, Zenora, I and I I feel shitty that I totally cut you off. Because I if, if it's a concern and a, like a, an actual concern for you, I don't want to dismiss that. So, so I hope that's clear. Like, I, no, no, no. It's uh, I'm no, very. I, I, I go the same way. It's like, uh, um, I, I keep wondering if the, uh, if the authorities are, are underplaying the whole thing, like, like Wally was saying, or, or, uh, or they're overplaying it, or like, uh, it's, it's really hard to know. It was like that. So it was like that in Japan. It was like that in Japan when Fukushima was coming, like it, when, when it had just hit. Um. You would get all these hysterical sites saying it's like we're doomed, and then you'd get, uh, and then you get the Japanese government, and they were trying to completely underplay it, you know. Um, and it turns out afterwards, this is this is the whole thing. This is the kind of the scary point. Is it turns out afterwards 
that the Japanese government didn't know how bad it would get either. And they, right. had, made, they had made a decision that even if it was catastrophic, they could not send out an evacuation order of Tokyo. And then Tokyo would have get, gotten creamed, you know, if, if it had been really bad. It's close enough to Fukushima. But they made a decision not to release an, an evacuation order because it would just, it would be complete chaos, you know. You couldn't yeah, evacuate totally. that many people, you know. Um, so the governments have always got that in, in, in their minds. Like, uh, how can we best preserve public order, you know. So right. that's why we'll never know that if they're overplaying it or, or if they're underplaying it. Like, even after the fact, you know. Well, this is, and then there's a third, there's a third element here. I know how, like, whatever there's I know at least sound. a third element. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, precisely, cool. Um, so when you were talking, I was thinking about Haywood Floyd in 2001 A Space Odyssey. Like, when I was listening to you talk about it, and, it, like, the way you're like, well, we don't know. Is it localized in the space? What really happened there? We don't all this sort of stuff. And I was thinking about uh, the whole, like, the moon base. Uh, yes. Floyd, and really and conversation. Yeah, basically they have a whole conversation about a fake epidemic, which right. in itself is a distraction from something else. I don't I don't mean to imply that's what this is. I just, like, literally when you were talking, I was like, oh, shit, like, thought about that. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've been wondering like... about that. I've been wondering about that too. Like just the same, the same thing with these, uh, with these stats um, coming from China, which people think they don't really believe them, anyways. But uh, it's um so strange that uh, most of the cases still are coming just from Wuhan. You know, it's like what happened in Wuhan. You know, like it wasn't. Uh, here, let me just, uh, I'll send it to you guys just so you have an idea of what, what I'm talking about. Um, a second. So it, um, it makes me think exactly that, you know, it's, is this a cover-up for something else, you know, or, or maybe it is a virus, but maybe it was a... Uh, Maybe it's part of an experiment or something that was only targeted towards certain people, or like who knows, or, or maybe it's just a matter of time, like I was saying before. Wow. But uh, it it's it's all it's all sort of a product also of the uh, the time that we're living in, but we, you can't come to the bottom of any situation. Nope. Like, like this thing, this thing in Nevada is another example of that. What happened in Nevada? Oh, uh, sorry, not in, the, in Nevada, in Iowa. Oh, yeah. Oh, with the, the caucus? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so can I tell you what it means for me? It Just to say, like, I've, I've literally been struggling over the last few months of, like, I think my, I think it all comes down to, like, my pride and my, like, philosophical sort of purity of whatever, like, bullshit, basically, my own bullshit of, like, I felt like I swore I'd never vote again, I don't, 
like I don't want to give any energy to that system. I want to like completely. It's what it's like. Uh, you know, Robert Anton Wilson's like trying to like avoid certain languages, right? Like literally, like what? I just want to totally divorce myself from that whole thing and not give it any validity. But then, like, I've been thinking, hey man, you know, like. Don't fucking hurt anything. Just at least try. Like you know, what it's it's a very easy thing to just like try. Like you can do all sorts of things to fight what's happening. That can just be one more easy fucking thing. Yeah. And I was I've been looking into like I have a week left to register to vote, and I was like, okay, it looks like this is. A thing like I I feel like I, I would do this and I'm like looking into how to register to vote and then this happens and I'm like oh right 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 why the fuck like why bother yeah well like we well, yeah, yes. exactly so literally like I I can I don't know I feel so insulted I feel like so like so insulted in that moment and also terrified because people would rather fucking I don't know like I I don't see outrage well here's the thing now I don't see outrage but there is another thing I've been I've been playing some social network experiments informally and, like, I literally, I was putting up certain things and getting a certain level of reaction. I was whatever. And then, literally, like, I posted something about Iowa, and it's, like, two likes or whatever. And, I don't, you know, I don't mean that as, like, a, hey. But, like, do you understand what I'm saying? I, I've literally been posting more to try and, like, just read a scenario of what is – I don't think it's what is hitting people, like, from some weird marketing thing. It's sort of, like, what, what am I – I don't see anything on my Facebook about Iowa. Why not? You're telling me that there's no one fucking pissed about this? Do you see other kind of political content? I do. I do. Yeah. And I've I wonder if there's just fatigue, you know, because like. Is it fatigue or is, well, sure, but, or is it like algorithm muting? Oh, that's, well, it's probably, a, you know, a combination. I right. would think. You, and well, of course other... there's, they recently, they recently, did a big or I heard that they did a big change to the Facebook algorithm. Um, and it's not even that recent now, I guess, but where they were <clears throat> Zuckerberg her, and, and his cohorts were saying that they have adjusted the algorithm to to maximize more, you know, personal interaction versus, you know, your your feed getting flooded with um news stories or just or just external content or shared content so there's been a the the algorithm now has a i guess a preference for for direct personal interaction versus people just sharing and and uh like third-party content resources getting their stuff into your feed so maybe that has something to do with it because that sounds like you know what could be <clears throat> what could be underlying what you're seeing, or at least to you know to an extent. The, the other thing is like uh, I was I was just looking through I think um, 
like the Chapo Trap House Reddit or subreddit thing, and a lot of people I know pissed off the same way. Like, why did I get involved in this at all? Like, I knew from the start that that uh, the electoral process is is fucked. Like, why do we get involved? And then other people were saying. This is this is the whole purpose of this thing, you know, is to get people to back off now, you know. Um, so so it this doesn't work, and then a bunch of people who would have supported Sanders back off, and then and then it's just smooth sailing for Bloomberg or whoever wants to come through and take it, you know. Mm. Um, so I think it's uh, there's again there's a whole all kinds of different ways to spin this, you know. Um, but that one, that to me makes sense. It's like uh, the arguments that were coming through of, of people saying, no, this is exactly the opposite response that we should be having. We should be getting more involved now. Um, try to try to try to fight it out until the end. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's really, it's really hard for me to. Yeah, it's it's just it's a such a fucking difficult because like yeah, I'm fully aware of the game that's being played, you know. Um, it's all right. Well, well, let's just. I overall feel intuitively that things are turning around in a very positive way in general like are you speaking like you mean politically or just culturally maybe it's more person it's it's intrapersonal but maybe it's not as big as society right so maybe i i'm foolish to think like ah, i shouldn't worry about coronavirus because like literally because everybody you you both that, that i'm speaking to and like a few other people that i'm like speaking to are all seemingly in a moment of like fuck it i want to play like want to be active i want to do this thing i want to reconnect with something that i was doing a space a headspace and a place i was at and i don't want to read too much into that i can't like i can't afford the emotional pressure of what that means like i'm still like weirdly sensitive to the like traumatic experience i had of the i don't know whatever the fuck breakdown i had you know um, I, I, I'm still hyper aware of all of that. I don't think the world is going in a very good direction, but the fact that like everything seems to be lining up in a very specific way for some sort of collective action here t- tells me we're not going to get wiped out next week by a coronavirus. <laughs> that's that sounds so like <laughs> so stupid but just to say like there's something there is literally i feel i feel something happening in a very weird way there's like a big energy shifting and in 
just what yeah. I'm observing, just what I'm observing is that behind the scenes there is a bubbling up that everybody's in a sort of a similar place and everybody that's such a such a fucking stupid term but god do you, do you want to make any kind of sense well, yeah just, yeah just see um just the evidence of the uh all the protests that have broken out from the last year or so like all over the world people getting on the streets and, and trying to change things you know um I, I think there I think there are cycles. There are definitely cycles that exist in um I, I don't know what it is if it's sunspot cycles or or what or involving other influences, but like uh, who knows where it comes from? But there's definite cycles in um, times where people get out and protest and they and they and they 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 stand up for their rights and they they're more creative and they want to get together with other people and then and then there's other other times when people just just shut themselves in and uh, um, just do what they're told, you know. Um, hmm. And I, I think there there's been a phase of the the latter one for the last few years, but now it's breaking out again, and and it feels like um, in a way that this coronavirus thing, this scare, is is in a way, uh, put out to try to stop um, this other sort of expansive energy that you're talking about, you know? Um, it's it's a means, I don't know if it's, like I can't speak in terms of conspiracy or anything like that, but it's 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 almost like a, um, who knows, like it's sort of this counter-agency to it, you know, or something, to try to stop, stop people in Hong Kong or other places for uh, getting out in the street, you know? Because people are now afraid to get on the street because they're afraid to get a disease or whatever. Um, but I, I, I agree with you, Alan. I don't, I don't really feel it's going to be successful. Um, um, I feel that there is. Me too. I've been feeling that there's been this expansion of energy and creativity in the last little while. I think it's. I. It may sound trivial, but I think a lot of it has to do with the. Um, because I agree. Uh, and in fact, like I was just going to comment, that's the, Alan, the, the subject line of our recent email thread is energy is shifting. Do you feel it? <laughs> and, uh, and I do too. And I think that <clears throat> I was actually anticipating it um, for the last several months that <clears throat> after the new year, we were going to have that that the energy was going to shift and that there was going to be a um a kind of large scale shift in terms of people's attitudes and and for me personally i was you know in the throes of just a lot of wasteful self-pity like feeling like i wasn't being as productive as i kept setting myself out to be but then i was like no as soon as the new year comes I'm going to, it's going to be different. And at, at its core, I think the very number of the year 2020 is <clears throat> for the, it's, it's the first time in a while. I feel like the last time we had a really significant number or symbolically significant number for the new year or for the year was, well, I guess probably 2012. And before that was 2001. 
Um, these are num these are just numbers that are memes in of themselves that have existed as kind of cultural objects w well before we arrived at that year, right? So 2001, obviously, um, and 2012 as the Mayan prediction, and now 2020. Um, and what's unique about 2020 is it's a number that is like a symbolic kind of cultural object that's not necessarily associated with a year number, right? It's like, there's this, we have the sayings, um, hindsight is 2020. It's, you know, it's a measurement for clear vision, for perfect vision, right? And you could, you could kind of read a, a lot into that as a metaphor as somehow like, is this the year where we're finally seeing clearly? Um, but also it's like, it's um, in math, they call this, or in in uh, number theory, a number like 2020 is called undulant because it repeats itself, right? It's mm -hmm. kind of like, and um, and so it's got this kind of self-referential quality to it, or or it's not it's not necessarily mirror mirroring itself like a like a palindrome, but it's it's stating itself twice um, exactly. And uh, there's a lot of I think in Jungian terms too, there's a lot. Uh, to be extracted from from this idea of you know this it's just a really symbolically loaded number and I feel like now it's everywhere and it's having this kind of uh, resonant effect that most the, the average person and even the non-average person is totally unaware of you know mm -hmm. what I mean um so yeah, I mean that was that was kind of what I've been looking forward to, and it's interesting that that uh, that you guys are also observing some kind of shift. Yeah, um, exactly that. Like um, it, especially about 2020 as well, you know. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting that it right when it started, you you there was a a World War Three scare, you know. It's, right. It's been, right. It's been scare right from the beginning all the way through, you know. And, right. Um, and what happened to that? That's just completely fallen off the radar. That's fallen off the radar. It's like so. It could be the same with his virus, um, but it seems like they it it will be replaced by some other scare. Like it it reminds me of um, it reminds me of what was happening right before 9/11, right? Mm -hmm. Where you. Mm -hmm. Where there was this massive anti-globalization movement across the world, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and even in that month, in September of, of 2000, uh, 2001, there's going to be this this huge march, anti-globalization march, um, like militant march, not just a, a normal kind of march on the uh, on the Capitol in D.C where they had union support and that was that was such a huge thing because before that the anti-globalization movement it it was sort of all of these uh spokes councils and sort of affinity groups and and but after that the unions were, were starting to get in, involved and it, it mm -hmm. would have turned into something like like what's happening in in france at the moment mm -hmm. but then 9-11 happened and then they canceled that that march and then the whole the whole anti-globalization movement kind of fell apart from that point on. You know? Yeah, because then there was this whole kind of unified front uh, in response to the terrorist attack, and you yeah, know, Bush's approval ratings were at like ninety-five percent or something, just 
insane for any president, no matter and, <laughs> under any circumstances. You know, I, I was living in Montreal at that time and really involved in that kind of movement. And uh, and like there was some there there were still demonstrations afterwards that were happening. But I, I would be yeah. talking to people then, and uh, I. I wanted to expand the kind of analysis into thinking that uh, the the whole 9/11 story was a sham, you know. But people weren't willing to go that far. And then you had people not like Chomsky. Yeah, well, but not on the left at all, you know. Like people, people like Chomsky came out and, and said, like, what well, doesn't uh, it doesn't really matter. It's it's just the blowback. It's, it's just a blowback from our terrible foreign policy. Um, that's the line we've got to take. We can't go any further than that. That's all. That's the only information we really have. Mm. Um, and that was the line taken by most of the left. But because of that, they weren't able to to go in deeper with it. Yeah. Um, so it it, it kind of seems like can I can a, I throw a similar in? thing happens. Uh, go ahead. Uh, just I want to follow that line of reasoning like so I also remember that I remember like the experiencing that uh, particularly uh, around I was so involved in um, like 2007 2008 like all these very political like uh, I had been going to like anti-war protests and as that was moving into like political action for presidential campaigns watching that watching that and the left was basically ignoring 9-11 as a conspiracy yeah. politically. And it makes me wonder, in a weird sort of... You know, we associate conspiracy crowds with the right wing. And on one hand, that's because obviously the right wing used conspiracy theory as a manipulation tool... But it's also the left's rejection of it that pushed it to the right. I'm just sort of thinking this through from a historical, like the way ideologies become shaped the way they do. It's not all just like this one-sided thing. It's literally it's a it's a dance and interplay of these different parties, these different actions being taken that shape it. And I'm realizing that while hearing you talk. Mm-hmm. But don't you think, I mean, at a certain point, within a few years, the left uh, openly embraced a conspiratorial uh, point of view surrounding 9-11. It was just a matter of, you know, I mean, I remember, I mean, mean, Fahrenheit 9-11, you know, I mean, that was... Fahrenheit 9-11, that's just scratching the surface. That was a line of, uh, from, I forget which... uh, uh, there's a there's a hip hop song about that, you know. Yeah, but I mean, but yeah, exactly. But it, but it, well, it's but it it, but, but it also scratched that's... the surface into the mainstream, and it became it became very. There was a phase for many years where it was a popular left wing uh, notion. You know, not everyone was on board, but it it didn't seem so, so Fahrenheit nine eleven does not posit that Bush was in yeah. on it. It it argues that he was incompetent. It, sure. it holds so it, it's making this it makes the well, same point as Chomsky is to say oh wait, it carries it carries the blame to a level of not like nefarious it literally it stops at nefarious 
conspiracy. It flirts it, with it, though. It definitely flirts with whole segment about uh, bin Laden's father doing business with Bush's um, oil company in the United in, in Texas. And that there were or that there was actual transactions between, you know, the family, but between the bin Laden family and the Bush family. It, it yeah, definitely it talks, implied that it, it talks about Bandar Bush. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it I know what you're saying, but it it it, but it yeah, doesn't it doesn't it, it doesn't, doesn't go. It does, but it, it takes it to a, it takes it to a, a far enough point that enough. It drives people, it to the edge of town. It drives <laughs> it to the edge of town, but not so far that a lot of people were suddenly got on board with a much a much more nuanced, you know, taking it further than what Chomsky was saying for sure. You know, I feel like by the mid aughts, it was not considered a you know a tin hat type of idea to to express publicly. You know, people well, wouldn't I, look at I, that, I that think, maybe it was an inside job or that it was uh, that somehow they knew, at least that they that they knew, maybe that they didn't carry it out. But I, that there I was think, an awareness. I think there are a lot of people on the left who, yeah, came to that point. Right. And then and then they wanted to know they wanted to dig in farther. Yeah. Because the left as a whole didn't dig in any further then they were forced to go in other directions sure. that's what happened no, that's, to me. True. That's, that's true what happened to a lot of people and the other directions that were readily available were all <laughs> right-wing sources you know that's, <laughs> what pushed, that, that's what pushed the whole thing towards uh the old the the whole alternative movement that's what pushed the entire thing to the to the right um but the but like alan was saying the the, con, the conspiratorial mindset um, and this is something Jason Barrera talks about all the time as well, is that uh, the conspiratorial mindset is is almost inherently a right-wing mindset, unless you look at it in terms of multi-conspiracies or whatever. But if you're looking at it in terms of there's one big conspiracy, well, there's a <laughs> there's a path to where that takes you, and it's it's towards the juice, you know? Like, that's where it goes to. It, it goes to the the protocols of the elders of Zion, you know, and and whether whether people call it the the cultural Marxists or the uh, the postmodern neo Marxists or whatever, it, it's the same. If you dig in deeper, it, it leads to uh, it leads to complete anti semitism. Uh, Not always. I mean, it well it, once you're talking about one one group that controls. Uh, that controls the world, that controls the finances of the world. Um, like you can call them the globalists, or even the capitalist class, you know, like um, or the Zionists. But you, if you if you dig into where those things are coming from, you know, it's not it, it's not that's not a Marxist analysis or a socialist analysis where they're talking about uh, class politics. They're talking about a particular group, an elite. Um, of people who are who are in in control of things, you know. Yeah, I think we this is this is this is almost identical to a, a discussion you and I were having sitting at the edge of the river last time you were in London <laughs> yeah, about yeah, how yeah. about about how sometimes it seems that just this is this is a point at which when you are going down that rabbit hole, this is you know this is the point at which that path has been dug 
very deep and it's a very, you know, it's very well paved, you know, right. it's, it's, and because so many people have, it's almost as if they were hoping that that would be the destination before they even, you know, sought it out. Like, or, well, I, or started, I think so. I think so. Right? The, the Jews play the part of, of scapegoat again. Right. You know? They're a scapegoat. But, and, but, but then we were talking about what is it, why is it that so many seem to stop once they get to that point and say, well, that's the end of it. You know, it certainly can't go any further because here we are, we're at the Jews. And so, you know, that's the answer. And, and my point is that, you know, and, and well, in my experience, at least, you know, uh, I, I rejected that notion as being some kind of final answer and, and said, no, there's, let's keep going, you know, and it took me way further, completely almost removed from uh, anything that you could discern as a, as a, as a, as a group, as a, you know, of people ethnically or socially or, or economically or whatever, you know, it just, it, it, I personally, for, in my experience, it went a lot further and, and it hasn't, hasn't stopped at all. Well, it, it's, 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 um, uh, oh, go ahead, Al. Well, just to, I think to clarify what, uh, what I think you're saying is you did, when you said you took you didn't stop there and when you say stop there you're re- you're not referring to thinking of jews as the culprit you're saying <laughs> you're talking about 9-11 and like where did the left stop on conspiracy correct no no okay no i mean i mean i think no in terms of my own personal research i you know it would be it would be dishonest of me to, to say that i have not encountered ideas or literature or theories etc that that people who do stop at the jews and say yeah that's what it is have also encountered on their way to that but and what i was trying to make this distinction it's like okay that doesn't mean just because i encountered it it doesn't mean that i accepted it you know okay me me too like uh, yeah to to be clear about that like i i uh when i was really into looking through these conspiracies of course you come to that and of course you come you, to it yeah it's and, unavoidable. And, and, and if you're uh not if you're open-minded but if you're curious you want to find out about it you know so uh i i looked i totally looked into all these theories as much as i could i even went to okay. auschwitz myself wow. to check out wow. what happened you know like uh, um but uh yeah it just you realize that it's not it's not there you know there's a different exactly exactly that comes into play you know um yeah then also it almost feels like a smoke screen it's like like it's just theoretically or hypothetically if 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 you could just say that there's some very specific conspiracy under you know underneath and behind all of that they probably love that that exists like oh they stopped there great thank god for that ridiculous notion about it's all the jews because we you know i I think a lot of that in like a sort of like mental sand trap yeah right so it's like you're close you're there has to be sprinkled with enough something to get (laughs) a really good metaphor actually right and then it's like you get stuck in there and you're sifting through it and you're stuck sifting through it and you're not you've lost any momentum towards actual intellectual Right, and you can't climb out either because you keep sliding yeah. down. 
Well, the the other thing was um, a lot of people were going further or, or so-called further. Like before 2012, especially, you have David I going like um, talking about uh, interdimensional shape-shifting reptilian aliens and and people seriously considering those ideas as well. Um, which I don't know. They might have been crypto anti-Semitic, but uh, for a lot of people, they weren't. They were. They were. They were really considering that that those points of views um, that all of reality might might uh, involve a conspiracy. Um, but then after 2012, it it seemed like at the end of 2012, and nothing really um, blatant happened. Um, a lot Related of people to gave up. The- to the apocalypse uh, yeah like yeah yeah just that whole that that whole idea that there was going to be either uh, a complete apocalyptic breakdown or, or some revelation or some sort of mystical thing would happen um, and then it right. didn't happen um, right. then people started to become wanting to become more concrete about what they what they believed Well, I have a question about that, actually, like as far as the the 2012 prediction and because I don't I'm not that that's that familiar aside from this, the superficial um, bullet points. But is the number 2012 and or the year 2012, is that based on an adjusted calculation of the Julian calendar relative to the Mayan calendar? Or is that you understand what I'm saying? Because like. That's what I've always had been skeptical of these year-based predictions that are so old. It's like, well, our calendrical systems have changed and there are so many that were in use throughout history. Like, did the Mayans say 2012 or did they say something like 3,904 and we've adjusted to the Julian calendar? um, You see what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, they're they're basing it on their own... uh, calendrical system like the, the right. end of the end of the 13th back tune i think i can if i remember i don't i don't, I don't remember yeah that's why i assume they but, must be but, basing uh, it on their own calendrical system which they had but, a very sophisticated one so so the yeah so the adjustments for um 2012 is, is it, it that it just converts it it was the end of their cycle you know it was the end of this okay. huge cycle okay. the, uh, so that that was legitimate uh, some people fringe people say it, it's not you know but uh, most people say yeah that was legitimate but then the other thing was uh the other huge coincidence there was that that if it was a coincidence was that was when uh, um terence mckenna decided to put as his zero point for his uh like his 2012 or his novelty theory you know the the point yeah, of absolute, yeah. absolute novelty um so he had he had made this independent calculation and it it basically I think he tweaked it at the end to to line it up actually but uh, um, it basically came together at the same point. His um, his basic his basic admission is, uh, well I did this other calculation and I came fairly close to it. Then I saw the Mayan calendar ends right around there and I was like oh I must have been close. They must yeah. have been right. I'll just go with their date. I was just in that ballpark. Yeah, hmm. definitely. Yeah, and and there are other theories as well, not as well known. Like a, there's a sort of convergence of all these uh, apocalyptic theories that were coming together um, at that time. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if I've ever had this conversation with the two of you. In 2000, 
10, I met with a publisher in New York City on multiple occasions where they wanted me to write a book saying the world was going to end in 2012. Uh Uh-huh. Right? And I met, the first time I met with this guy, he told me what he wanted. And he's like, I just want a book saying this. And I was like, so basically you want me to bullshit? And he was like, yeah, just like, just fucking like make it up. Just fucking do it. Just make the, and I was like, no, man. I, and like, then like we, I literally went to multiple meetings in this place where I'm like, look, I was like, once I, he just gave me the, he said he gave me this book that somebody else had written, uh, oh God, called, um, like the mystery of 2012 or something. And it was basically an anthology of like, hey, here's Daniel Pinchbeck on 2012. Here's, you know, um, this is what this person says. These like the basic, the leading new age voices or, right. you know, different things like that. Uh, he buys me a fucking DVD of a history channel like like a late night History Channel documentary thing about twenty the twenty twelve phenomenon, you know, and mm-hmm. I would just use those as my sources, like start to like dig in, and like I found so like on that fucking History Channel thing was um, Cliff High and the Webbot was on that mm. fucking History Channel thing. You guys know who that is? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that was like the first time I ever heard of fucking Webbot, you know, or like some of this shit. So I was like, oh okay. Basically, as I dug into the research, I'm like, wow, this is actually interesting. Like, I don't believe it. But, like, I I went in of, like, considering taking this job. Like, let me look it over. I'll see, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, look, this is interesting. There's actually a book here. Like, we could talk. I would love to talk these topics. They're actually pretty fucking cool topics, you know? And, like, but I don't want to say the world's fucking ending. He's like, no, that's the whole point. And I'm (laughs) like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Like, and... Basically, I was like, we, we go find somebody else to do that. Um, it was a weird fucking thing. Uh, but wow. it was how I got turned on to some of this shit. So like, I had actually done a ton of research into this because I, I was supposed to be writing a book about it. <laughs> but like, I wasn't, I didn't go in knowing about it, caring about it, anything. <laughs> I did, so like, what did that you still I, didn't write the book? I didn't write the book, no. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, it was fat. It was, basically, what was fascinating to me was like it was a culmination of exploring different topics. Like this, this it's this synchronicity, it's this um, simultaneity of uh, of different fields of study. Oh, this this guy's trying this techno shamanism this this person it was just interest it's just like literally it's interesting as this culmination but what we're already seeing happen in a i don't know we can in a safer way of having this conversation be talking about like any we can put this in like a mcluhan-esque terms or something right it's like this evolution of society's relationship to the world around it and information like there is there's it we're literally we're watching ourselves evolve it's an awareness becoming self-aware of watching our culture being shaped into something new and not being sure if we like it not being sure if it's good 
all, all the questions that come with it, all the, the complexities, but it's this, it's this moment of awareness, self-awareness. And that to me was fascinating. And that's basically what I think of with sync. Like, yes, there's synchronicity, but when like, I think of that as like a sort of umbrella term or like all the shit we would talk about on our podcasts. I'm always like, well, yeah, there's this topic and this topic and this topic. And it's like, yeah, because it's this culmination. It's this Venn diagram of something so much bigger than previously imagined. Well, there's a lot, I think, that has happened in recent history that has kind of created conditions on a large scale for 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 that to happen you know in terms of just i mean you mentioned just the awareness you know and the increased awareness and i mean i feel like today the, just the the amount if you were to consider just the awareness that every individual on the planet has of every other individual today even though it's obviously it's not comprehensive, but it's um, it's exponentially higher than than anything we had ever known, even in our own lifetimes, just 10, 10 15 years ago, just <clears throat> knowing about like just well, I mean, this is like you're saying in the like people's relationship with the information around them. I mean, we're you know, I, I think it's a very or I've, I've posited this before, like, you know, historians of the future are going to to if if for some reason you know we don't preserve all of our information very well and there's only scraps you know with lots of gaps in what actually happened you could easily piece together language describing the present um from the point of view of someone in the future and they say oh we should just you know this is another flood myth basically mm. that's occurred i mean when you consider like everybody you know it's people often talk about how this is a a time of uncertainty and fake news and you know um all sorts of you know whether you know we have these constant big scares of like uh, existential crises and stuff and i mean <clears throat> i don't know it just seems like we're 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 you know uh what's the word we're we're swimming we're swimming in it right now just trying to stay afloat and it could very be easily be construed as a, as a kind of or you could you could you could take fragments of the language describing the present and 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 put them together easily in a way that resembles an ancient flood myth you know mm. and when, it's just that instead of water it's it's cultural material and information basically yeah does that make I, sense uh, completely um i i always wonder if uh what what would be terence mckenna's reputation now if he hadn't um if he hadn't pegged his theory on the time wave that ended in 2012 right so his whole idea of of what was happening in 2012 was that exactly what you were saying is like all of these systems coming together at, at once, like just this complete um, singularity of yep, of novelty, yep. right? Yeah. Um, and that's 
for sure that's happening, you know, or it has, it's, it's still going on, you know, it's like, uh, and so if he hadn't pegged it onto 2012, all of his ideas would be completely relevant still now, you know, like, right. uh, Right. Um, well, that's so funny that you call that you describe it as a singularity of novelty because that's, that's, that's an information bomb. I mean, if you take the technical definition like the Claude Shannon technical definition of information, it's novelty. I mean, that's right. how you, yeah. right? It's anything yeah. that's, that's new that, that, is, that is completely uh, devoid of any semblance of redundancy. It's all just newness and novelty, right? And so that's what, the, and, and, and I mean. So that, yeah, that's exactly where, where, where McKenna is taking it from too. Yeah. And and from uh, from oh Elfin, from from you know, information theory is he yeah, taking yeah. that idea okay yeah, I didn't and, and, I didn't know that and and also from uh, Elford Elford North Whitehead you know the uh-huh. yep. his idea of concrescence right it's the same thing um, coming together all all at one point like um, evolution speeds up through bio through biology through cosmology then biology and then and then human biology and then human culture and then and then the uh, agricultural age, the industrial age, the information age, and then bang, you know, it's right. just a, this constant acceleration. Right. Um, but and that's his, that's McKenna's basic message, right? And he, he thinks that psychedelics carries out carries out along, right? Helps the process out. But but then he, uh, yeah, like I'm saying, he pegged it onto this theory, which I think he did that. Um, one because he wanted to be he I, he wanted some sort of like uh, scientific cred or something or mathematical credibility to what well, he I think was there's doing, a need you know? for a lot of people there's a there's a need that most people have where it needs like there can't be if you're gonna if you're gonna put forward an idea like that if you can ground it somehow if you can like kill any ambiguity and and point to some def- clearly defined thing whether it's a year prediction or or something else you know then it's a it's, a, it's for some reason people seem to be more receptive to you know to that idea instead I, of yeah it's it's making it's it more open-ended it is unfortunate yeah, it is unfortunate because it, it, it ends up it ends up almost invariably just looking like pseudoscience you know like a um whereas, well, not only that he puts an expiration date on it you know and yeah and yeah yeah Whereas, and, and, whereas he's, and it gets tossed McKenna's, out. McKenna's the bard, right? Like he's the poet. He could mm-hmm. he could put it all completely in poetic terms, you know, in 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 really sort of uh, inspirational poetic terms, and uh, he <laughs> he would be revered as a prophet. Like the prophets don't put an expiration date on exactly, what they say. Exactly. Exactly. You know? 